Welcome to Allendale Market Talk Podcast. This is Greg McBride and Mike Lung. Big week this week, Mike. Uh, we've got the, an OPEC meeting. We've got the Dow uh, seemingly just invincible and then falling apart into the close uh, earlier this week. And here strong again uh, today. Um, let's start talking with the, uh, the OPEC uh, side of things. We'll move into the Dow and then we'll wrap things up with a uh, conversation about this week's USDA report. So um, what are we hearing uh, from, uh, from OPEC as we get ready for this meeting? Not really hearing a ton of actual information. You're hearing talks about cuts. Uh, don't really know at this point where those are going to be. You have talks of going back and forth. Uh, USS to cut production as well. U.S. saying we are cutting production already, even without the mandate. Uh, and then you have Algeria today saying something about an oil cut, but again, not with any kind of real facts or figures behind it. So just a lot of uh, hope right now for a huge cut uh, potentially coming here soon. But as of right now, no one really knows. And that's why we're still hovering around this mid 20, uh, to really 24 to 26 seems to be our, our little area right now until we get some confirmation about what's really going on. You have a potential bear or bull flag forming. It broke the bull pennant kind of look to it, but it's still sitting in that bull flag look here today. Now let's explain that to the uh, to the listeners here, Mike. Uh, what uh, constitutes this bull flag uh, formation? Because you and I have been talking about it for a couple of days now. Yeah. So what constitutes the bull flag is a change in direction of the trend. Right now, you have a very minor trend that's up. You only have about three days of that uh, minor trend being up before it got uh, cuts and went back the other way. So right now, you're on about day three of that potential flag uh, here. And if that does project, it just shows a little sideways channel. And what you do for the projection is take the first leg up, add it to the low of the uh, end of that channel, and that would give you your projection back higher. Good, okay, all right. And we do have, uh, we do have uh, somewhat of a narrowing uh, type uh, uh, trade in the last few days, especially, I mean, you've seen the, uh, the volatility uh, in these markets uh, seemingly kind of uh, settle down a little bit. Uh, obviously, it's a little different in, uh, in certain markets, but you know, we, the volume has come down. So uh, that, uh, what, how does that play into uh, just looking at like option values and stuff like that, Mike? Well, with how the volatility has been, you have various variables that go into how options are calculated. You have the Vega, which is volatility. You have theta, which is time value. You have uh, the delta factor. You have a bunch of different uh, aspects that go into this. And when you have this volatility pump into options, that usually gives it a pretty good premium that gets added into play. So when you have these large swings, you can expect to see volatility raise. And because of that, you can probably also see option premiums raise. And on the flip side, as you get closer and closer to the option expiration, that theta comes down. And as that theta works its way down, that's going to take premium out of this market because you're not paying for as much time value. And then you got the delta, which is what percent of a futures contract that would be trading at. The more in the money, the closer to a full delta that's going to be, the further out of the money, the obviously further it's going to be from a full delta. I gotcha. Now let's talk uh, uh, specifically uh, about the Dow uh, here. Uh, we've seen a rebound uh, off these lows. We're back uh, trading uh, above twenty-three thousand. Uh, what are what are your thoughts on uh, on this uh, 
uh, this market here? Well, you had a nice breakout uh, on Monday from this, again, like crude, a looks like a bull flag uh, being played out. You broke above the 27th high uh, on that Dow and you started working with higher. Yeah, sell off here right at the close yesterday, uh, but you were again working your way back higher. So you had a potential for an evening star doji yesterday, but with today's price action, that kind of negates that move. Uh, something that I talked about uh, about a month ago was the VIX dollar relationship. Obviously, the VIX is a volatility index. And what you saw back in 08 was this sharp increase on the VIX. A lot of volatility pumped in here. And then you had a nice spike high, drop back down, and moved into a consolidation period. Well, if you look at the VIX now, you had the same kind of movement. You had that spike high on the, on the 18th. And then you worked your way back lower and then you worked your way into a sideways consolidation area on the breakout of that consolidation back lower. That's when you had your low in here for the Dow. So you could make a case that maybe we've already broken uh, that consolidation period and that the low may be in for the Dow. Uh, but what I'd really like to see is this VIX drop below this 40, uh, 15 area which right now is holding as your low. Uh, so you might see a short up uh, uptick in the Dow where you add another, if you're looking at that uh, price projection, add an, about another 4,000 points from that low on the third uh, higher, and then maybe you work your way back lower. You run into some uh, resistance up here from the 28th when you had that uh, first spike low, and then you worked your way a little bit higher. Uh, but that's what you're going to be looking at right now. So you have some good indicators here that maybe the low is in or maybe it's close to being in. Uh, but something definitely to monitor is that VIX to Dow relationship. Now, how does that uh, how does that play in with uh, specifically like yesterday's action? And, and if we were to see something similar today, uh, how does that play into the overall uh uh, volatility index there. If we see these these strong days higher, and then either it stays there or does what it did yesterday, where it just completely falls apart into the into the close. Is that uh, is is that throwing any of your uh, your studies off at all as far as uh, uh, how the volatility index uh, plays into that, or is that uh, is that just something that that we have to deal with in these uh, in these times? It's it's not really going to throw much of this volatility index for a loop if we get that sudden sell off. Uh, because it's not really playing to as much volatility as we were seeing. What we saw in the Dow uh, previously was really 2,000 points a day becoming pretty regular. Now that started to settle down. Yes, we're still getting 700 to 900 point days, but it's settled down from those absolute extremes that we were seeing, where you have like, let's say the 12th, 13th, and 16th. You had three days in a row of 2,000 plus moves and you just had a large spike in volatility because it was going all over the place. You had these very wide swings. So those have started up, to narrow down, back and forth. It wasn't so much uh, one direction and then right back down. Right. Okay. Well, very good. Let's, uh, let's uh, shift gears uh, to our, uh, to what most of our uh, customers are going to be wanting to know about. And that's uh, ideas going into uh, this USDA report. Uh, we're on a holiday shortened week. Uh, we've got uh, a 
the April WASDE report. So we're trying to get an idea of where uh, ending stocks for old crop uh, uh, are at and then uh, getting an idea of what uh, South America is doing. Um, right now, uh, Mike, we're looking at increases uh, on uh, on corn uh, by about 112 million, uh, million bushels, uh, looking at uh, uh, an increase in, uh, in beans uh, by about a, a 5 million bushels, and then no change uh, really to the wheat side of things. Um, what's, uh, what's your thoughts here? Are we, uh, are we underplaying this, uh, this ethanol issue on, this, uh, on these estimates, or is the USDA going to come in and hit us all at one time? I think it's something like USDA usually does and kicks down the road so we absolutely know what's going on. They're probably going to make an ethanol cut. That's not it could be a big surprise, especially with the ethanol report today being down 38% from last year. Um, so it's it wouldn't be a huge surprise to see that. But the real question is whether or not trade cares at this point. I mean, we saw a huge cut to ethanol production here today. And it only moved the corn market three lower, and we still finished only a penny and a half lower on the day. So at what point does trade already have it priced in? And we already know what's going on with ethanol. We already know what's going on with crude. So I think the better question to ask here is whether or not trade has it priced in. So now if they've, if they've got it priced in, When's the next leg coming up? Do when are we able to maybe start looking at potential uh, planting delays, or you know, or maybe even looking down the road into the uh, to the summer at at a drier forecast and and being concerned about the the possibility of of potential drought or something like that. When when do you think that we can actually start to trade that uh, kind of information? Because we're just we're just now getting started with planting, so it's a little bit too soon to uh, to to start talking weather, but that is going to be something we look at it uh, over the next few weeks. Yeah, so the main focus could be really when people start getting out and moving. And right now, it, it seems like at the end of this month, that's what our goal is for getting people out and back in uh, the workforce, getting everyone back on the roads. Uh, so you're gonna have that. You have right now a big backup of livestock, which need to be fed, and they're scrambling in order to get this uh, product to feed the livestock herd. So you got that coming for you. And then in the next really last year, we didn't really react to the price, uh, the, the uh, planting until that first, second week of May. So we could still wait a little bit longer for that as well. Uh, but you have a lot of good things after this report, including the May WASD report, which they're going to be doing a resurvey of unharvested acres. So realistically, maybe we only have to get through this report tomorrow. You got the old saying, trends change around a three-day weekend. And well, let's hope let's hope that's the case. What's your feeling uh, here on uh, uh, on South American production? Do we uh, do we care that uh, we're looking at uh, a, a slight de decrease in uh, uh, both Argentina and Brazil when it comes to both corn and beans? Is that going to do anything for us as far as maybe put a little bit of uh, uh, support underneath this the, this bean market or this corn market? It could help out, but what we're really going to need to see is China to come and start picking up our, our beans. We've seen them pick up corn, not so much on the bean end of things. They've been picking up some, but with them selling from their uh, own stockpiles and uh, still have some more on the way from Brazil and Argentina, what we really want to see is them pick up. Because regardless of if we cut it a couple uh, million or not for uh, South America, they still have a huge crop down there. 
and we are still looking to increase our year-over-year -year beans and corn. Well, very good. All right, let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, wrap this thing up, uh, Mike. How can they uh, they get a hold of us here? You can reach us at our direct line. Mine is eight one five five seven eight six one seven seven. Mine is uh, eight one five five seven eight six one six five. And you can reach us online, allendale-inc.com, by email, uh, service at allendale-inc.com. But today for Allendale Market Talk, this is Greg McBride and Mike Lung signing off. You guys have a great week.